this gospel that we hear from the gospel of Matthew this Sunday, what it's, the Lord is trying to show us through the scripture is the rejection of God, the rejection of Jesus. And he does that through this gospel. He shows us this parable, this story of a landowner who goes away after giving all of these things to his servants, to the tenants, and he comes back sending his servants so that he can receive the fruit from his land. And he sends his servants to his land to collect the fruit, but then his servants are killed, they're stoned, they're beaten. And then he sends more servants and they do worse to them. And then he finally sends his own son, who they actually kill, because they want to receive his inheritance. This is literally an image of the prophets and Jesus, because this is what God did in the Bible. God sent his prophets to the Israelites so that they would be converted, so that they would have a change of mind and heart. But what do the people do? They actually kill the prophets. And then God finally sends his own son, Jesus, and what do they do? They kill him. So what this gospel is showing is the rejection of God, the rejection of Jesus, the rejection of who the Lord is. We reject the Lord every time we sin. Every time we fall into sin, especially when that is serious sin, when that's mortal sin, grave sin, when we fall into that sin, we are rejecting God. And I wonder, do we ever think about how God feels in the midst of that rejection? Because in the gospel, Jesus actually weeps. When Jesus looks at Jerusalem, he weeps over Jerusalem because of its, of its sin, because of its rejection of God, its rejection of the Lord. He cries over Jerusalem. Do we think about what we're doing to God in the midst of our sin? I experienced this uh, in a very real way when I was a seminarian. In seminary, we had different experiences that we went through and different jobs that we had to do. And for one year, I was assigned to a hospital. And every single week, I would have to go to the hospital. And on that particular day, I was assigned one floor of the hospital. So when I would show up, I would go to my floor and I would receive a paper. And on that piece of paper was everybody's name that was on that floor, their religion, if they had a religion, and if they were asking for someone to come and give them some type of spiritual care. So it was a beautiful experience to be able to do this for people. And I'll never forget one person in particular at this hospital. When I went to visit, I saw his name, he was Catholic, and he had asked for spiritual care. So I knocked on his door and I went into his room and I told him who I was and I told him that I was from the, the chaplain's office and that I was coming to pray with him and to give him the Eucharist, that I had the Eucharist for him. And he looked at me and he said, I don't want anything that you're offering. He said, I don't want that and you can get out, you can leave. I was shocked. And I experienced a sadness in my heart because I felt how God feels when he's rejected. I felt how God feels when we reject him, when we abandon him. And that's what this man did. That he totally rejected the grace of God. He rejected 
Jesus who was trying to come to him, who was trying to give him love, who was trying to give him grace and gifts and blessings, and he didn't want it. Now, that could be for a variety of reasons as to why he rejected the Lord. But the point of me sharing this story is that I experienced just this deep sadness in my heart over this man's rejection. And it makes me think, like, how does God feel when I reject him? How does God feel when I sin? This is an important point that we have to think about. Because there's a very dangerous point that we can get with our sin. And that's indifference. That's not caring anymore. And sometimes that's what happens. The more we fall into sin, the more we miss mass, right? The more we we fall into our habits, into these patterns of sin, eventually we can get to the point where we just don't care anymore. I don't, my sin isn't really doing anything. Oh, if I miss mass, it's not really that big of a deal. I don't really care. It doesn't really make a difference to me. That mentality and that mindset is the most hurtful to God. Because we are more than that. God has created us for more than that. God has created us to be holy, to be righteous, to be filled with his spirit. And that's what St. Paul is getting out in his reading. He talks about how we're not called to be slaves to the flesh, slaves to the world and slaves to sin. We're not called to live according to the flesh. We're called to live according to the spirit. I don't know if you've ever had the experience of going on retreat. You go on retreat, whether that's a Kairos retreat or a Two Foundations retreat, right? What happens on that retreat? You're set on fire for God to the point when when you leave the retreat, you're on cloud nine, right? You're on cloud nine, you're in love with God. You might even want to be a priest or a nun. And you're on this retreat and you're just having an amazing time, an amazing experience with God. And why is that? Because you've taken time to live in the Spirit. You've taken time to live with the Lord and only with the Lord to make Him your only priority. Beautiful. But then what happens? You come back from that retreat, that first week, right? You're going to adoration every single day. You are the holiest person in your family, okay? You're going to adoration every single day. You're praying the rosary. You're hanging out with these people from retreat. You're praying with them. You're loving the Lord. You're on fire for the Lord. Then the second week comes. And the second week, you're still going to adoration, but you miss a couple of days. You're still talking about the Lord. You still love Jesus. But then there's kind of a lessening to that. And then the third week comes. And what happens in that third week? Some of those old sins start creeping back in. Some of those old habits start creeping back in. And then you start giving up that time in adoration. You start giving up those conversations that you're having about the Lord. You start giving up some of your prayer. What's happening is we're losing this living in the Spirit and we're going back to living in the flesh. The Lord doesn't want us to live in the flesh. The Lord doesn't want us to be of the world. That's what Lent is completely, this is what Lent is about. It's about making reparation for all the times that I've rejected God. And it's about moving away from living in the flesh and starting to live for the Spirit. How's your Lent going? It's been three weeks. 
We're actually at the middle point of Lent. This next week, especially in the Chaldean church, we call this the middle week of Lent, okay? How has Lent been going? If you want to ask me, it's been a complete train wreck, okay? (laughs) And I need personally a reality check to take this next week more seriously. So as I preach this, I'm preaching it to myself. There's so much good that happens when we pray and we fast. But personally for me as a priest, the last three weeks have been the most difficult Lent I've ever had. And it's difficult for a reason. St. Paul says that present sufferings of this time do not compare with the glory that's going to be revealed to us. That means that the hardship and the struggle that I have to go through right now, it doesn't compare with the blessing, the grace, the goodness that God is going to give to me. Lent is meant to be hard. It's meant to be a struggle. Because to get out of the flesh, to get out of sin, has to be hard. It has to be difficult. We didn't just end up in sin in one day. We didn't just end up in our addictions in one day. It took years and years to get to our addictions. It's going to take time to get out of them. We have to be patient with the Lord. We have to trust the Lord. And we can't just give up because it's getting hard. So my brothers and sisters, as we enter into this middle week, How is the Lord calling us to live in the Spirit and how is He calling us to give up the flesh and to give up the world? What are we going to do this week to make these last three weeks that might have been a disaster if you've been living like me, okay? That maybe these past three weeks, we need to look forward to the next three weeks. Like how can I change? How can I shift myself away from the world, away from the flesh, away from sin, and live for the Spirit and live for the resurrection of the Lord. We have a choice to either choose Jesus or to reject Him. And so what is our choice today? And what is our choice going to be over this next week? Amen.